It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. By the way, join us during the week. Fox Business Network, the name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. If you can't make it at 4, you can text your favorite 9-year-old, and she'll show you how to DVR the show. Meanwhile, here you can live stream us on the Internet, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com, running throughout the country, around the world, throughout the solar system, and the Milky Way. And we're going to do some stock market work. The stock market has been doing very well. I'm hoping that all those middle-income people with uh, IRAs and 401Ks and retirement accounts are getting wealthier. I want the non-rich to get rich. The Dow is up 232. The NAS was up 284. The S&P 500 up 46. The S&P 500 is 45.82. Let's talk to our experts Mr. David Bonson, the Bonson Group CIO, founder and managing partner, author of DividendCafe.com. And we have Jim LeCamp, Senior VP Investments at Morgan Stanley. Gentlemen, thank you uh, very much. David Bonson, um, price of gasoline is now $3.75. I didn't realize that. was a tweet from David Asman that I just saw back up to 375, so that's been moving higher. West Texas, uh, what is it, 80 bucks? Brent, 84 bucks. Those are moving higher. I know you like to watch the energy uh, sector. Energy was up one point. The S and P was up 1.7 percent uh, in the past week. What do you make of the energy story? Are we seeing a resurgence here? Well, we've definitely seen a a resurgence of the price of WTI over the last five weeks. It's up about $13 a barrel. But I think the bigger story than the fact that oil has moved back and forth between the mid to high 60s and the mid to high 70s all year is that they didn't buy any at the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when it was in the high 60s. And and I'm mystified by it. I, I do believe it's entirely possible that they're not going to refill it. And yet they have really put us in a precarious position by uh, pulling 180 million barrels last year. I think uh, there's something kind of skewed about during a midterm year uh, releasing all of that and then in a non-election year with oil prices much lower doing nothing. Yeah, absolutely right. I think how much they've depleted 35%, 40% of the strategic petroleum reserve. They're not going to fill it. I think at one point they said they'd fill it at 70 and they didn't. You're quite right. Uh, So now we're back to 80 and they still haven't. Maybe it'll go higher. Um, You know, I would say that if gas prices get, let's say four bucks next year or more, I'd say they're going to um, drain that reserve even more, David. That's how cynical I am, and that's how cynical they are. They're just using it to control gasoline prices. It's all election play. Well, and the the issue, the thorn in the side is Saudi because OPEC Plus isn't putting up with it, and and they see exactly what's going on. And so, the un, unfortunately for the Biden administration, their attempts to politicize oil prices – 
and use Strategic Petroleum Reserve, I think, cynically and against the best interests of the nation, they're up against a pretty powerful entity themselves, the cartel. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Jim LeCamp, you're in Texas. They have oil in Texas. What do you make of the oil situation and the oil play in the stock market? You have to be pretty bullish here. I mean, the other thing about the rig count is that it's down 13% from a year ago, yeah. uh, down mm-hmm. to 664 uh, by the latest count. And if you talk to people in the industry, which I do all the time, uh, you, you see some activity increasing, but not near what you would expect with prices starting to rise again. And so I, I think this is really a matter of supply and demand. There's there's not enough investment in the oil patch. And, of course, oil investment has been pilloried uh, all over Wall Street. And uh, investment in fossil fuel companies has been uh, taboo. So uh, you, you've got um, a real lack of supply response here. And now you've got um, usage uh, increasing. And uh, look at the stocks, Larry, uh, for instance, Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Look at the stocks of Marriott and all these travel-related stocks. And look at the pot, yeah, the, the uh, uh, amount of travelers that you see in Europe right now, in Italy right now. You're, you're seeing that people are using fossil fuels. And, and in fact, the uh, the push to electric cars has uh, is not uh, has not resulted in as much usage of electric cars as what anybody had projected. And, and even Ford is saying uh, this is going to be delayed uh, to get to where we want to get. So we're using fossil fuels. We're using them a lot, uh, yet uh, we, we haven't seen the supply response. And what we're seeing now is a, a an oil stock group that had really sold off and then based. They moved sideways for a while. Now they're they're all coming out of those bases. You're seeing breakout in energy uh, stocks across the board. So I think it's a really uh, sharp, smart place for people to have exposure and and reduce exposure maybe to some of these uh, tech names that have led the market all the way up until this point. Well, if those companies rally, the ESG crowd's going to go nuts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they don't own them. <laughs> but you're getting a pushback on ESG. Uh, even yeah. even Larry Fink is trying to distance a little bit from yeah. ESG, and 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 they should be distancing because it's all subjective. There, there's and if you look at BlackRock, for example, you look at their two their their big mutual funds. And you look at their core holdings on the U.S. large-cap core, and then you go to their ESG fund and look at their core holdings. It's all the same holdings, but the ESG fund has 200% higher expense ratios. So what is this really about? Is this really about our ability to charge more so we can uh, say that we're e- – because we're saying we're ESG? Or is it, is, is it, is it really altruistic? I, I really don't think it is. Heck yeah. No, you're, of course you're right. They might have charged more. Absolutely. Those ESGs have always been more expensive. David Bunsen, the broad theme looks to me uh, in this stock market rally. I mean, the, that, let's see, the S&P is up 19% for year to date. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. And lower inflation, higher stocks. Is that what's going on here? Well, I mean, to the extent that valuations, you know, PE expansion is over 100% of that move in the S&P. You have S&P up 19 and earnings down 5. So it's pretty easy to do the math. You've gotten multiple expansion of about 25%. And is that a byproduct of lower inflation expectations? Um, yeah, I, I guess I suppose it is, except for the interesting thing, Larry, is the risk-free rate hasn't moved down. You know, the, the bond, the yield curve is still essentially where it was at the beginning of the year. Um, now, the difference is uh, inflation expectations and tips. The five-year is sitting around 2%. And, and I think that um, the reality is that we are ahead of our skis on, on this technology mm. stuff. It's just mm. extremely expensive and yeah, people saying, oh, Microsoft, you know, did they have a bad quarter? They were down 3%. And I go, I don't know. They were up 70% the first six months of the year. And you had you had Meta that was down uh, 70% last year and then is up 140% this year. These are just insane volatilities, insane up and down movements. And, and I do want to say real quick on your point about the ESG guys will go crazy if energy continues a good run and they don't own it. This isn't hypothetical, Larry. This is exactly what happened last year. Mm-hmm. NASDAQ down 34%, FANG down 50%, energy up 50%. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that little party that the ESG crowd had when big tech was going up and energy was kind of having an adjustment, you know, back in uh, 2015, 16, et cetera, that party's over. The free Good. ride of virtue signaling is no longer paying. Couldn't happen to a nicer group. All those left-wing yeah. wokesters, I shed a tear, although Larry Fink is a very rich man. Uh, David, just one point on these multiples. Uh, the 10-year noticed 395. So, you know, that discount rate is rising. What does that mean? Well, I mean, again, you kind of have to look at uh, the, the 10-year over a rolling period. It was at three. 50 for a short period of time, but it was at 420 for a short period of time. So it's still kind of sitting in this middle range. Um, now, you're right. It is up at 395 now, but just a few minutes ago, you know, I think it was six days ago, it was at 375. So bond volatility has been high. Bond volatility has not settled down, even as equities have rallied. Well, every volatility, I mean, I watched Jay Powell, for God's sakes. Um, how painful was that? I mean, really, just just say nothing. Say nothing. Volatility would go down. I mean, the market sold off 200 points at one. The guy utters one sentence, the Dow Jones goes down 200 points. So it's really, really quite remarkable. But, you know, Larry, you, you said you want you want middle-class people to, to do well and, and experience yes. prosperity in the stock market. Yes. And one thing I will say is it's now um, 11 Fed meetings in a row. I track this at my firm. 11 Fed meetings in a row where the market has moved triple digits when the Fed announcement comes, 
and then triple digits the other way when Powell comes, and then triple di- then triple digits again when Powell's done. And that is that that is traders. That is right. traders. That is people is. that are undoing trades, trying to get in front, front run Powell, guess what people are going to guess about what Powell's going to say. That that's not a way for people to make money in the market. And that's I mean, they that. had pretty much priced that into perfection. I mean, there was almost nothing he could say to drive the market higher, given the market had already run up so much in anticipation of the Fed even thinking about pausing. So, yeah, a lot of times it, it, this is really just a perfect case of buy the rumor, sell the fact. I I remember Greenspan in a testimony in the 1990s when he was Fed chairman. And he was saying all these highly ambiguous statements. And some senator said to him, uh, I'm not sure what you're telling us. And Greenspan's response was, that means I'm succeeding. Okay? And that's my attitude. Paul Volcker used to smoke those cheap cigars and blow smoke during the hearings and tell them nothing. I mean, I think the less said, the better. Let their actions speak for what they're doing. Don't I mean this game that they're playing? It started with Bernanke. It's a terrible idea. Anyway, I got to take a break. David Bonson of the Bonson Group, Jim LeCamp of Morgan Stanley. I'm Cudlow. Much more on stocks right after this. Now back to the Larry Cudlow Show. Welcome back. Larry Kudlow here. We're talking stocks with David Bonson, Chief Investment Officer of the Bonson Group, founder and managing partner, author of DividendCafe.com, and Jim LeCamp, Senior Veep at Morgan Stanley. Jim, uh, is this stock market rally going to continue? It's been a heck of a year. What do you think? Well, yeah, a lot of the the, the issues that are going to be in front of us, Larry, would include, first of all, seasonality. Uh, typically, that time frame between early August and mid-October is when you get volatility in the stock market. And given the run that we've had, I would not be surprised at all to see that volatility. Uh, secondly, sentiment has gotten pretty frothy. You look at the positioning of money managers, which was way too light at the beginning of this year, and you look at sentiment in terms of polls like the American Association of Individual Investors, very, very negative at the beginning of this year. Now they're very bullish. Uh, positioning is very bullish. That all sets the stage for a contrarian reversal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think we're up against it uh, in the market. Not only that, as David pointed out, this has all been multiple-driven, and at some point, you're 21 and a half times earnings right now. At some point, multiples will matter. Now let's look at the economic data, which really has been slipping. I know the GDP number was good. A lot of that was uh, automobile-related. But the rest of the world, we're seeing a European look at recession, China looking at recession, Japan looking at recession, and the money supply keeps falling, which mm-hmm. is leads mm-hmm. to a contraction of bank credit. Mm-hmm. Deposits are down. Tax receipts are down. As you mentioned, oil prices are up. So we've got, uh, we've got some economic headwinds, and we have some seasonal headwinds. Now, the charts are still there. I'm not telling people to go out and sell everything, but if they start breaking, you're going to want to take some money off the table. All right. Dave Bonson, sounds like you're pretty skeptical also. Yeah, but see, I have the advantage, Larry, of being uh, permanently skeptical about the index because I think it is so dependent these days on five to ten companies. And, you know, I like the idea of a diversified index investor 
And I don't think you get that diversification anymore when Apple's a $30 gazillion company and Microsoft is a $20 gazillion company. You, those those five, six companies, you're not going to get S&P historical returns if they're not moving. Hmm. And so it just is – it's so hard for a stock picker and a value dividend investor. You know, we run $4.5 billion in a space that I'm now telling people to go to. So that's talking my own book, except for the thing is I really believe it. You hmm. don't want to be in big tech right now. The multiples are too high. It, you want to be in cash flow generative investments. And then I don't – I agree with everything Jim just said except for that very last part. Then I don't think you have to take money off the table. If there's volatility when you own good dividend growth, you can ride it out. You can allow those dividends to reinvest at lower prices and let volatility become your friend. So if you own the S&P index, what do you do? Well, I think that you really do need to be, you know, chipping away there um, or consider swapping a a cap-weighted S&P for an equal-weighted S&P, which is another way of just basically getting less big tech exposure and more consumer staples, more health care, more energy, more utilities. Jim and Camp, what do we do with bonds? 395 on the 10-year. I think it got as low as 330-something. But it has sort of been a range for quite some time. Do you do anything with bonds? Do you buy bonds? Uh, Yeah, the yield curve is still steeply inverted. And so I think you can buy bonds. Right now you can get good yields that I think you're going to be happy to have. And you don't have to go out very far to get them. You can get investment-grade corporate bonds right now uh, at Five and a half to six and an eight, no. and depending on who the issuer is. And no. I'm telling you, if you're you're getting six on a corporate bond Take a year it. from now, I think you're going to be happy because I think it. you're going to see these rates start to go down. All right, Jay Bonson, thank you. Jim LeCamp, thank you. Terrific stuff, folks. Stick around right after the break. Money politics with Liz Peak and Steve Moore. We'll be right back. I'm Cudlow. MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell and his employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You'll get queen-size MyPillows regular price $69.98 now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king size. MyPillows patented fill adjust to your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get the amazing offers on the queen size my pillow for only 19.98 call 800-887-2185 promo code 1234 you'll also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more take advantage of the biggest sale in my pillow's history that's mypillow.com promo code 1234 or call 800-887-2185 